Hey guys, so um, this is uh, the first episode where we don't have an intro. We just don't even care anymore. Do you know oh, that? Oh, wow. Is that this? Yeah, this is the one. So this is like, I'm not even going to say what it is. What 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 podcast is this? Who knows? Who knows? Is it clean? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> so we'll find out. Um, maybe we could, Do you want to talk about that for just a second? Or not worthy? Like we don't have, we used to have the real polished intros and we don't. Yeah, but that's not, yeah, that's just not who... That's not who we are anymore, really. I mean, that's the problem kind of actually is that that's never quite who we were, right? Well, originally it was I had the intros made and then I would say self-publishing podcast episode number whatever. And then I would play the intro and um, and then we would and then I would do a rehearsed intro, I think. Like, I, I feel like there was music and then I would I had a thing I read. Does that sound right? And, and we would just like yeah. saying what the podcast was. And then, um, we switched it up and we did the, the real polished intros that we had. And then we got to a certain point where we're like, well, cause we don't even really know this, the future of the story studio podcast. We don't know what it's going to become. Um, maybe that's actually, maybe we should talk about that. Like that's actually kind of interesting. Maybe, hmm. um, Dave, Dave didn't, uh, hear this, but this is the, this is the first episode that doesn't have an intro. So I was just talking about it a little bit. Um, so w- because we don't really know what the show is going to be and we're in kind of a weird middle right now where in um, April ish, as far as recording time, I don't know about broadcast time where we'll probably, the, the show will probably subtly change. Not, not a lot, but in that um, we won't have any direct, we're not really doing education anymore as a company. So this is our education venue so much as there is education, but it won't be like teaching. It'll be talking about just sort of story in general. And I imagine we'll have more guests, but we'll all, we're also going to, we talked about doing away with worst show ever so that it could be absorbed into this, like one amoeba consuming the other or polluting the other as it were. And we'll probably go back to being live. The most mediocre show ever. The mediocre show ever. And so it just didn't make any sense to, um, I don't know that the interest just, it just didn't feel like us anymore. We, we aren't that polished. We aren't pros in a typical sense and never have been. Um, yeah, we could talk about kind of, um, what, what type of, what type of show we would like to have, um, on the next episode. Why should people listen to that show? Well, if, if, if we are going to talk about it, so this is how unprofessional we are. I was going to say, if we're going to talk about it now, now would be the relevant time since we just did the, um, I just did the talk about the intro. We don't have to, but we can, I mean, I don't care at all because we, we can switch to the, um, there the you topic go. for the next one. There yeah, you go. So I mean, I'm game talking about this. I was saying like, why, what, what's in it for people, this, this new, show we're going to do well, why should people continue to to watch or listen to this well because oh, I, I think I, I, sorry i think it's going to become a pure distillation of what it is that we do because right now we're and, and that's that's what people always said about the self-publishing podcast is that it felt like we, we've heard this exact wording 10 times and it's weird because it's not like we wrote it down and people are reading it back to us they said it feels like i'm sitting next to you at a bar and you're just kind of telling me about what 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 you, what you do and that feeling went away when we kind of got lost in the weeds and we, did, we, we, we got too big and then we got too granular and we've kind of had some identity crises. And right now we're, we have one foot in both worlds. Like we're mentally still in the space where we're doing education because we're fulfilling um, 
obligations that we already have that we've made. We still have the summit. We have a live event before and after the summit. And that this is the last one. And we're also um, involved in the launching of Story Shop. That's a businessy sort of thing that's going on right now. Um, and there's just some other projects that make us still be very much in the not totally story world, if that makes any sense. Whereas after April, April 1st, we are going to be full story. And I think that at that point, it'll be more natural for us to go back to this is kind of what's happening. This is a story that intrigues us. This is a decision that we made. Here's maybe a good way to put this. So a few years ago, um, like I wasn't really listening to podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts until like we were already making our podcasts and I wasn't really listening to podcasts. The podcast I started listening to was, was in the year before we started and we had like nine all of a sudden. And um, Dave was suggesting back then the Nerdist podcast to me and like the Nerdist writer's room. Um, and I listened to script notes too. <laughs> and the, the writer's room is actually a really good example, I think. So they would have people on who were just basically talking about their art and the kinds of things that they do. Like they would have the uh, Breaking Bad writer's room and they'd have Vince Gilligan on and maybe one other writer and they would just talk about it. And it was just really kind of awesome because we were just able to listen and listen in on these people just talking about their life and their work and how they related together. But it wasn't ever instructional. It wasn't, they're, they're having this conversation so that we can have takeaways because that's, that's, that's harder. And, and I found that a lot when our energy on this show was waning or when it felt more like an obligation, when Dave's like, fuck, another podcast. I don't want to do that. And, you know, I went through it for sure. I said that on the first one. Right. And then, (laughs) but then Johnny is like, you know, well, we've got to be on point. What's our takeaway? What is the purpose of this show? You know, it's got to have a message. And, but then conversely, once we got out of that and we started saying, well, maybe we don't need to be on point. Then it was similarly disorienting for me because I was like, well, then who cares? Like, why are we doing it? Sean's like, well, we'll do it because it's fun. Well, I'm like, well, it, it's it's technically got to have more than it's fun because I can have fun with you guys without recording it. So it just has been a bit of an identity crisis, but I see it being like the difference between, okay, maybe this is a good analogy. So if you were to go to like a training, right? You were to like go somewhere and do like a weekend little training thing, then it would be formal. You would have an agenda. You would sit in chairs. You would, um, you know, you would have a, a binder or a notebook or something. I'm going to do one on how to do dishes. How to do dishes, how to win your marriage. These are good <laughs> topics. How to, how to do illustrations of various acts. Um, all good topics. But if you were, uh, conversely, if you were to go to um, something like, well, I'll get to that in a minute. If you were to go to like, if you were to watch a writer's room, if you were to get together with a bunch of writers in a room and you just kind of kick back and you just kind of throw ideas out, then that's the same function. You're, you're working on something, you're, you're learning, I guess, but it's the atmosphere is different. And this, the first time we did this in person, we did an event called, um, was it just called a world builder? It wasn't like the it original. Yeah, but it wasn't the original. If you know about the original world builder thing for kicks uh, fiction on box, that's not what this is, but we did one. It was like a big story room for, um, one of our worlds. And we had a bunch of people in and at the beginning, everybody was kind of sitting around this little table in a hotel conference room. And we were real formal because that's the mode it felt like we should be in. 
And then <clears throat> we were like, well, screw this. Well, we're we a bunch of writers. We were formal because people paid us to be there and they were formal because they paid to be there. <laughs> and it was like, okay, let's just take off our shoes. And we started pulling in furniture from other places in the hotel and laying on the floor and walking around barefoot. And the mood changed and became a lot more fun. And people, like, the ability to just, like, interject when something was exciting was not present in that first, like, you'd almost raise your hand before we kind of deformalized. And then afterward, it was just like, okay, collaboration ideas going back and forth. So I think the difference between the the original conception of this of this podcast the story studio as opposed to the old self-publishing podcast which was like frontier the difference between that and where we're going with this podcast after the first of april is i think that switch it's the difference between a meeting and a, a writer's room and i think that that's like i could see us so we have somebody that we're actually going to see um we're working with collaboratively now on a new project um, let's just call him John cause that's his name. And he would, um, like just having him to just talk story on the show would be great. And I can imagine a bunch of people that we could just bring in, not as guests to like interview, but guests to jam with. Right. It's just more conversational and you know, it's, it's easier. I mean, we, we've had, we've had a few people come in and just talk to our storytellers about particular subjects. Yeah. It's a great example. And it's really just, it is conversational. It's not like there's a difference when we're asking questions for ourselves and when we're asking questions for the audience's benefit. And it's like when it's for the audience's benefit, it's like we're nudging them, we're prompting them because- And we're asking them questions we already know the answer to. Right. And that's not really that fun for us. And I feel like it's a delusion for you guys too, because I'd always rather eavesdrop on a genuine conversation then have something that's kind of like neutered to fit the commercial breaks, so to speak. So I think that in this kind of situation where we're just like naturally talking, um, I think there's going to be really valuable takeaways because it'll be, uh, you know, for example, this guy that we're talking about right now, we're, we're kind of writing a movie out at some point, this movie will be in production and that'd be a really fun time to get him on. And we talk about what the, what this process was like now while we're just brainstorming and we're thinking about, you know, how to write, uh, how to write something where we could get a lot out of our budget and it'll just be kind of neat. And we'll probably be talking about this project a few different times before you actually meet this person. And that's just kind of fun. It's, it's, I think that there's, if you go back to the old days, there were these long running sagas like, okay, we're writing unicorn Western live now. And, you know, we don't really have those ongoing sagas now because we can't really talk about things in the same way, but we'll be able to once the context changes. Right. For, for a few reasons, I can imagine being able to sort of live talk about projects. I think a good comparison is if you remember those, the first episode that I remember of the story of this self-publishing podcast that I remember thinking, okay, this is good. And I think that a lot of our listeners would feel the same way from the, from the beginning was that episode with Ed Robertson, the very first one where we were like trying to, I swear that was like episode five. And we had been trying to explain how the bookstores sold books, like how Amazon sold books and, and such. And then Dave found, um, you found the, um, it was a post that Ed had written and you were like, okay, so we're trying to guess. And this guy actually knows why don't we have him on? And so when we were talking to Ed, you guys were hearing us 
genuinely try to pick Ed's brain and figure out this what is he a really knew. Good example. Right. As opposed to somebody where we already knew everything about him and we were just bringing him on to share him, share with you. And so we were trying to prompt things that we already knew. Could, John, can you describe, I mean, without breaching confidentiality or whatever, what you're talking about with when you had people come in to talk to the storytellers and what sort of thing that might look like? What, like, what is that? Um, yeah. Do you want to give me an example of one of the people? And then I'll just, you can talk about the guy who works in military to keep it vague. Okay. So we have, um, we have, we have a guy, um, who he did contract work for the Pentagon and his, um, his, well, his, his job was in part to, uh, analyze threats for technology uh, specifically. And did they Um, talk to Dave? Because if he was analyzing threats without Dave, <laughs> Dave was actually on that that call, weren't you, Dave? Yeah, uh, yeah. He Dave took it to places I didn't want to hear about. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Dave had some choice questions. I remember that. Okay, so, so <laughs> how many so, yeah. dead babies would you need to stack to use as sandbags in the event of a flood? Oh wow! <laughs> it yeah, depends so, on the uh, perimeter of your house and all right. that. It's so a mathematical Stack like cordwood. He, yeah. He worked for the uh he he worked as a contractor for the Pentagon and now um he's like a one of the other things he does is like optimization for soldiers. And um so he does that privately now. And he's just somebody that that Johnny and I knew. And um so we thought he'd be a really great guest to um talk to our storytellers because we were putting um, a bunch of stories together. We have one writer specifically who was writing military sci-fi who had some questions, but we also thought, hell, let's just invite all of our storytellers. And it was kind of amusing. The person that we scheduled the call for couldn't actually make it. <laughs> so it was all the rest of us and this guy, and we all just asked a lot of questions. And it was it was really great. It even ran long. It ran longer than it was supposed to. And... Uh, and it was just, it was really special because there was no, it really was what Johnny's saying. It was just conversational. We were all there just asking questions, asking questions. And they were about. And the subject um, matter expert is the only one who knows the answers. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. And it was about, you know, what our actual threats are, um, you know, what the the near horizon looks like, what the far horizon looks like. Um, just kind of like scary and exciting. There was a part where, Dave was all excited and Johnny wanted to hang up. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even on the call. Do you remember? Wait, you weren't on the call? No, I, th- I listened to it afterward because it was just too close to home. I don't like hearing about real oh. world. I don't like to hear about how much peril we're in every day. Whereas Dave, that's like. Okay. Well, that's really beat off fodder. Because you got to hear it as a listener then. If that had been a podcast episode, how would you have liked it? No, it would have been great. And the problem is. The, the challenge is shifting our internal paradigm to people are listening to this and we need to therefore perform for them as opposed to we're having a thing and there's a door open over there where somebody. Yeah, might I just want to leave a window and a door open and let people peek in. I don't want to be performative. I think that, you know, is I that don't a word because I kind of like it. Um, yes. And it's a word I've been using a lot lately. <laughs> if you look at the drafts I've written the last couple, they use that word each one. Is that the and, new? um Vapor? 
no, <laughs> no, it's not. Vapor and nurse are still two words that I just like. I cringe when I write them, even when like I'm like, okay, it's really right in this context, but I'm just so shouldn't do it. He's literally like, going to be talking about water vapor and a healthcare <laughs> professional, and he won't use those words. Yeah, I do. I do write around those words now. Send the nurse in oh. to turn on the vapor machine. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the. Uh, no, I was watching, um, it was really interesting, actually. So I was watching this show called The Deuce, uh, which... Dave has some stories know, about that when he worked at the at the gas station. What? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Deuce yet, Dave? No, no. Um, it's from your buddy, though. Who's my buddy? David Simon, The Wire. Oh, no. It's yeah. a follow-up to The Wire. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, it's... It's, no, I, it's on HBO, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have HBO right now, but yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, it's basically The Wire, but about the, the porn industry, the birth of the porn industry. And it's three seasons, and the first season is 1971, and then 1977, and then I think 1984. Um, and James Franco plays twins, um, and Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal is in it, and she's really good. And um, anyway, it, it was it was her, and there's this, this great scene, actually, in the in the show itself, where, um, and there's some storytelling stuff here, there is a point. So there's this scene where she's a prostitute um, and she's the only one of the prostitutes in the show who doesn't have a pimp because she wants to just kind of take care of herself. And it shows- So if you were a prostitute, she's you. Yes. Sean would be freelance. (laughs) I would never have a pimp, that's correct. I can't even understand. Actually, I will say, I was talking to my dad about this, uh, about the- It's fun to watch how many button hooks this conversation has taken. (laughs) Well, okay, so... No, 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 I want to hear about what you're talking about your dad, about you being a hooker. Well, no, 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 it was about that. I was telling him about this show and about how it does a pretty good job of describing the pimp culture because I, for the life of me, can't understand why any woman would want a pimp, like to slap her around and tell her she's... I have a lot of pictures in my mind of the pimp culture. Yeah, well, this is... um, This actually does make an argument. Like, I still would never, ever, ever be a pimp even if I was a prostitute or have a pimp if i was a prostitute it just would you buy m&m's rhymes if we could get a bank yes. loan for them uh, for a hundred thousand dollars you stating not- emphatically with a straight face about how you're not going to have a pimp is really great i would not have a pimp or be a, a pimp which is the first beginning the beginning of that sentence <laughs> i would be more likely to be a pimp than have a pimp there you go <laughs> like i just can't see you kind of are a pimp I don't know about that. So, what? so it, well, he's running all the writers and stuff. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just a little different. It's the same continuum. It's on the same spectrum. Well, like I said, I could imagine being a pimp before I could. If imagine. our writers are listening, respond in Slack about whether you feel like Sean is a good pimp. So anyway, and whether he needs platform shoes with fish in them. The show does do a, with a, feather. a, a yeah. good job of, um, of of exploring that relationship. But the point is, Maggie doesn't have one, and they do um, an interesting job of showing the the difference between her relationship privately and her sexual relationships with clients. And so there's the scene where you know she's she's in bed with her. It's not even her boyfriend, but it's a guy that she's seen, and um, and and they have sex, and um, he's like oh, I'm a man, and he rolls off her, and he's all, like, satisfied, and he's like, was that good for you? And she's like, nah. <laughs> and he's, she's, like, trying to be nice, but you can tell, like, it didn't do it for her, and he's like, what would do it for you? And she rolls over and masturbates herself to a climax, and so that's the scene. 
Now, I watched another thing. It was a Hollywood Reporter roundtable, like, I don't know, a month later, um, about sex in Hollywood and sex in film. And Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal was on this roundtable. And she talked about that scene and how it was her idea for the scene. And she got David Simon to write it in. And the, the reason she wanted it is because there's there, the way that sexual women's sexuality is uh, portrayed in, in film and television is just all wrong. It's all performative. And that was the first time I heard that word used. And I liked it so much the way she used it and, um, and the context that she gave it. And then she told a whole story about that scene, about how she explained what she wanted in the scene. And David Simon was like, no, that's, that's not going to work. And then she's like, no, really, here's why. Here's why it's important. And she explained it to him. He's like, that's a really good idea. So they shot the scene and then she saw the final edit and they had edited it out. <laughs> and then, so she had to go and fight for the scene and then she ended up getting it. But it's like this whole battle. And I didn't know that when I watched the scene. I just thought, wow, this is, a, this is the kind of scene that makes this show good because it feels real. And um, anyway, that's where that word came from. All my this- masturbation is performative. <laughs> wow so where did we i just i just wanted that sound clip can we capture that like we used to? jim can you hey, this... handle that just take that and send me the file in this new 9.0 version of the the podcast can we go back to capturing snippets of dave because <laughs> as long as i don't have to do anything because those were really really good yeah, they really were. So where did we, how did we end up on, because that was actually, that was a really good story, but I don't remember whether there was something we were supposed to loop back to or not. Maybe it doesn't even matter. Well, no, it, it was that we are performative. Like we are doing this for an audience. And I think that it's because we've wanted to give more to the audience, but I really believe that once we kind of adopted that, you know, that play, it was just different. I think that we actually diluted and we gave less. Well, and part of it is that we had to become guarded. I mean, you guys have heard this. You, this is me talking to the audience. You guys have heard the story and it's, it's, I can see how it might actually be kind of an annoying story to hear because it, it, it puts us on one side and it puts you on another. And I can see it feeling like it's almost accusatory, but the simple fact is that us discussing what we're doing continually harmed us. Like it was our decision to share and doing that did have an adverse effect on us. And so what we had to do, and the reason is because, um, because like also bots got polluted, but also, um, there was, it just increased competition. Like there isn't, you know, we talk about coopetition and the fact that there's enough for everybody and that's all very true. But that said, when everybody's changed the way algorithms behave either, right. When everybody started doing the same things, then it it did take away sort of the first mover advantage that that we had from, from some of those ideas. So, um, what that, and, and that's all neither here nor there. The whole point that I'm saying is that right or wrong, whatever that did change our behavior. And so we got more guarded and, and I've listened back to some of the recent story studios and guys, it, is really, really fucking annoying. When we talk about a project and say, well, it was this project and I can't tell you what it is. I hate that. Um, so once we are on the other side in a few different ways, we're going to be able to talk, I think, a little bit more about some of our projects, I think. I mean, I'm hoping. Um, I think so. I don't think we can ever be as balls out as we were before, but I think we can definitely take a big leap forward from where we are right now. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that may happen too is that um, we are aggressively shopping TV and film this year. And well, I have two things to say about that. So hopefully I can remember what they both are when I go off on one of them. Um, the first is that I know that whenever we started talking about that stuff, I immediately pulled back because um, I was thinking of the audience. Uh, 
And I kept thinking, most people are not going to sell to TV and film. Why do they care? And so that, so it was like, we had something to talk about, but yet we stunted it. And then that didn't make any sense. So adopting the, we're going to let you see through the window and it's going to be about story and it's not instructional in a strict sense, I think is going to change a lot of that. Um, but the second thing I was going to say about it is that to the extent that we succeed in this, the freer I think we can be to within res- certain restrictions. So if we have a contract signed and we're not allowed to talk about a project that, that obviously we can't talk about that. But if we're working on a movie that everybody knows exists and we're talking to other people and stuff, I think that we have kind of unprecedented freedom from a self-publishing podcast, story studio podcast perspective to talk about it because there is no way that we can be harmed by talking about a project that's already greenlit and is already, you know, it's not the same as working on a book. It's not the same at all. Where also bots can be corrupted or somebody can start using our strategy or something like that. That just doesn't, it doesn't apply anymore. Right. And, and the thing is we we're always going to like to share. I mean, that's kind of our DNA. That's why we started the podcast. We like talking about this stuff. We like helping other people, but it just, it, it can't, it, it can't be an extra 20 hours a week and tens of thousands of dollars out of our pocket each month, which it, it has been for too long. And we, we can't do it anymore, but I think we'll have more fun and we'll, we'll be able to, um, I don't know, relax a little bit into just the excitement of it, which there was a time when the podcast, I know Dave does not remember this, but there was a time when all three of us were excited for the podcast every Friday. Wait, what? I swear, dude, you used to be. <laughs> and I think that it's not going to be. He doesn't remember hard. last year. How old are you again, Sean? 38? 22. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, showing up to just have one show every week because that's how we're saying goodbye to the week and it is talking about what happened. It's just a totally different paradigm than, okay, it's been you know, we're meeting every other week. We're doing two shows back to back. Let's make sure that the topics, you know, piggyback and are relevant and all of that. And it's just, it, it's really far from the, the purity of where the show was born. Right. It changes it from a get to do, or it just, it's, it's a fundamentally different feel. So maybe to wrap this up, what are some things that we'd all like to see as we move forward on this podcast? Like what, what are you most excited for? What, what do you think we should, what do you want out of the new show? Not, um, not the, the new one, show, sorry, what, the, the continuation of this show, the freeing up yeah, of the show. The number one thing that I want is, is like legit, like I'm not even busting on Dave here. Like I legitimately want him to show up and be excited because it really does set the temperature for us. And there's a lot of times when like, I know we would have a better show if Dave was more present. And, you know, for all of us to be off email, off Slack, like just because we're looking forward to the show. It's what we're doing for that hour. You know, we're here and we're like, we really want to give our all to the show. And I think that it will it will take a big leap forward. And by taking a leap forward, I mean, be what it used to be. <laughs> because it was great. And I think backwards. That, yeah, like when we first started, there wasn't, there were not other shows in the space, really. And now there's a lot of the shows in the space. And I just want to change our space. I don't want to just be another voice out there in indie publishing. I think there's plenty of people out there saying better things than we are right now. I think we have an opportunity to say things that nobody else are saying. That's what we've always been best at. 
but we're a little too stymied right now on what we can and cannot say. And I don't think it's serving us and I don't think it's serving our listeners. And the number one thing that's going to change that is getting to April. The number two thing that's going to change that is for us to really be excited about it. And I think naturally, Johnny and I, we have enthusiasm that feeds off of each other. And if we're, we're not really you know, saddled by our obligations and we've got a lot of projects that we're excited about, the energy and excitement for this podcast is going to be pretty straightforward and simple to maintain. I'm not so sure that's the case with Dave. So I, I hope that, you know, I hope that, that Dave comes and is excited about the show because I think that it will make a better show for all three of us and anyone who's listening. I'm looking forward to ease of topics, if that makes any sense. So we are doing two in a row now because it's just, it's stacked up. We have a lot of other things. And so we record two every other week and, and then we come up with two show topics and there's a lot of stuff we can't talk about. And so, um, that's, there's always that, like, it's been difficult to decide what are we going to talk about. And I think that once we really find the rhythm of, again, post-April, it's just going to be like, okay, it's obvious what we're talking about. We're just talking about what we did. We're talking about who we met or we're having a guest on. Um, I can think of a bunch of guests right now that I would love to have on, but it's just, it's too early. It's just, we have to wait. We have to wait our turn. I think uh, I'm typically with podcasts, I'm I'm most excited to uh, do interviews with other people. Like I get bored talking about us. Uh, I just I, it feels um, I don't. I've never been very good at it. Uh, it's one of those things. Like I feel like um. Yeah, you to know. Dave's credit, he wasn't into it back when we were having fun. When we were talking about <laughs> yeah. Unicorn Western all the time, he's like, "Fuck, let's stop talking about Unicorn Western yeah. and get Ed back on." So <laughs> you know, there I, is I think- that. Yeah, I mean, I think about the podcast I listen to, and it's basically like interviewing other people, and uh, like that—that's—that's where my headspace is for podcasts. Like, I like one—I like shows. Basically, every show I listen to routinely isn't about the people, unless it's a humorous one, which is why we're so ever realize, dude. You do realize that we will interview a hundred percent of the people you get on the show, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, the offer's always been there, still. If you want, and that's the thing, dude, if there's someone you want to pick their brain, like, let's get them on the show. That's what Johnny and I are saying we're going to be better about is, you know, just bringing people on that we want to have a conversation with. And the the network supports that. We can go out and get people. You just have to be more, like, assertive and uh, about that. Like, I want to talk to this person. Let's get this person on. And this is what's going to get me engaged and excited. Yeah, but I think for a long time we were, like um... – we we were trying to schedule the shows like okay we want to talk about this this week and it, it, there was some strategy or some topic based thing and uh, it didn't always work with whatever interviews like I, I kind of like been the a random mess. of interviews yeah, yeah it's been a mess I mean so just today um, this is bring me back around if this doesn't make because I I forget why I'm telling this story um, I wrote three authors notes for books that we're releasing. And, um, originally Sean was going to write him and he's like, because I, have been doing a lot of, um, consults and stuff for, for a course that we did. And so I've had, I've had a lot on my plate. And so Sean was like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll handle these. So you don't have to do them because I, I think your, your line was something like, does that make you want to barf the idea of writing three author's notes? (laughs) And I had a two pronged answer. One was, well, it does, it is a little bit like my first reaction was a little bit negative, but then my meta reaction to that was, what kind of bullshit is that 
that I have a negative reaction to writing author's notes. And it's only because we've been doing so much other stuff that stuff that should be amazing is a burden. And I feel like these conversations that we could be having that could end up on this show have fallen into the same trap. So once story is all we're doing, because that's what we're going to, we will write books, we will do things supporting books, we will talk about books, we will talk about story, we will talk to people about our developing new projects like movies. Once that's what we do all day, and we're even this is we're even talking about outsourcing some of our post production stuff. So we're talking pure. Um, then then that's not like okay. We have somebody who can who we can talk to at a weird time that doesn't fit the normal schedule. Do we want to do it? And normally I think that right now I'd be like, oh, one more meeting we got to find time for. But once we're past April, I think that's going to totally change, and that's going to be really fun. Okay, I don't care when it is. Yeah, let's do this. And the excitement, that's what I'm looking Midnight forward to, shows. the excitement. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about night shows. <laughs> but I think the excitement will be back. It 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 has felt, not, for Dave, it's felt like drudgery. It, it's never felt like drudgery to me, but it hasn't had that that blooming excitement that we used to have. All right, so gun to head. Johnny, do you think that the is starting in April, this is going to be something really exciting that you love and, and that the audience is going to feel that, that crackle? Well, I think it'll probably take us a little while to figure out what that means. Uh, yes. I mean, I think it'll definitely be on that. It'll be on the way to that. But I think it's like, you know, you got to wear a pair of shoes a few times to make it to break it in. And I think that when we're newly, newly in story mode, I think it's going to take a while and then we'll be like, then we'll find our groove. And then, yes, yeah, I absolutely. Think it'll happen fast. And I think we'll be giddy. Dave, gun to head. What do you think? Uh, I look forward to it. Giddy Dave. We've yeah, seen Giddy Dave. It's dangerous. Like excitement. I'll just say. Yeah, I I've never even heard you say I'm looking forward to it. The only thing you've ever looked forward to is Red Dead Redemption. Like literally. And death. The only- and I haven't even played the fucking game. I played one hour of the game. <laughs> We've seen Giddy Dave. It's usually really profane and inappropriate too. <laughs> it's true. More of that. Very, very true. All right. So All right. why don't we stop? But that, that was that was appropriate, the first episode without an intro, and we're just rolling, and so I, I think that's cool. But um, but yes, I am. Now that you asked that question, now that my mind is thinking on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be super yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward. I've been looking forward to it. It's just like, ah, oh, two more months. Two more go. months, man. <laughs> almost there. Yeah, almost there. Um, so until then, we will see everybody, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.